This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 49. As the New York Rangers roll into the final week of the regular season with a nice shutout over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Hey everyone, Andy here. I'm coming at you solo on this, I hopefully, presumably beautiful Monday morning. I'm recording this on Sunday night, so I don't know how the weather's going to be tomorrow. But like I said, the New York Rangers get a shutout win over the Columbus Blue Jackets, a Blue Jackets team that I believe on this broadcast, Sam and Joe, as well as the members of the MSG studio crew were questioning whether or not they were trying to tank for Connor Bedard. So easy enough game for Igor to get his career-high 37th win and uh, a shutout over a team that is tanking for perhaps a generational talent in Connor Bedard. But we're going to cover that. We're going to cover a disappointing, like I had said, but not unexpected loss to the St. Louis Blues on yet another back-to-back for the Rangers after a pretty convincing performance over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, We're going to talk about how just this Eastern wildcard race literally coming down to the wire. Strange comments maybe not unexpected comments from Bo Horvat of the New York Islanders and and a lot more. And quick audible, as I record this, the Boston Bruins have set a NHL record for the most wins in a single NHL season with 63 after defeating the Philadelphia Flyers on the back of David Pasternak's hat trick uh, to get to 60 goals for the season. Looks good for my fantasy team. Uh, And just coming, you know, just uh, a day after defeating the New Jersey Devils in a real grinded out game for both teams. So unprecedented what the Bruins are doing. I, I mean, I don't know how you don't, say they're I don't want to say easy favorites to win the Stanley Cup because anything can happen but they're the team to beat obviously I think anyone with eyes can see can see that I mean they've def- basically surpassed the NHL record and I'm looking I'm pulling up their schedule right now to see who they have left this year how many games they have remaining uh, they have two games remaining against the Capitals and the Canadians which are winnable games. One is, um, I believe they're back home for the Capitals game, and then they play Montreal on the road. But there's a chance that they could be the first team with a 67-point season, which is pretty crazy to think about. So, um, yeah, just unprecedented stuff from the Boston Bruins. Um, I would... I dream of a day that the Rangers could put up the type of season the Boston Bruins are having, but it takes a lot to get there. Um, A lot of it is luck, if I'm being honest. It just, you know, luck, good management uh, from a few different teams. I mean, the fingerprints of that Boston Bruins teams have been felt 
through coaching and front office changes uh of the like you know from even play you know gms like jeff gorton of the rangers picked a lot of the players that are now on that boston bruins team but just yeah just good drafting and developing and they're it goes without saying that not only are they strong at every position, they literally are the only NHL team that probably has everything at this point in time. Kind of similar to what you could maybe say last season about the, although you didn't, maybe the one question last year with the Colorado Avalanche was goaltending and it ultimately didn't matter because they were just good enough to, they got fine enough goaltending, but uh, Boston has more than fine enough goaltending. They have excellent goaltending despite being the best team in the league. Uh, in Olmark and Swayman, uh, depth, elite scoring talent, uh, excellent center depth, you know, excellent defensive depth, uh, number one center, number one scoring winger. You know, you can argue they have two, you know, both of their scoring wingers could be number ones on any team in the league. Charlie McAvoy is an absolute stud. They are the team to beat. Although it will be interesting to see if they have to, I think the only team that might give them fits in the first round of the playoffs, if they make it at this point, would be the New York Islanders. But that's a discussion for when we talk about the wild card race um, a little bit later on this program. But first, let's just recap the New York Rangers' last two games. Obviously, last time I was with James, we were talking about their pretty impressive effort against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and... As I had mentioned, the, the amount of back-to-back games the New York Rangers have had scheduled for them this season was it, it was brutal. It was almost half their season, it seemed like. And I think I saw a stat basically confirming the amount of backs-to-backs they had was pretty crazy. So more you know more so than any season for them in, in recent memory. Um, so you knew they weren't going to have a lot in their tank. And honestly, I thought they played better against a St. Louis team that's actually kind of rolling right now out of the playoffs, but... Uh, they, the New York Rangers, you knew that they weren't going to have a lot of energy and and it was going to be tough just playing a gritty physical playoff style game at home with all the fighting. Even Gerard Gallant said, we don't want every game to be like that, but the, the New York Rangers refused to get pushed around. They answered the bell and they gritted out a impressive playoff style game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, had to immediately get on a plane and playing a game in St. Louis the next day, which is really tough. But they almost won. They got to OT. You know, they they tied it up with the goalie pulled off of a pretty nice goal from Vinny Trocek, who's been probably one of the Rangers' best skaters, at least forwards, along with uh, some of the kids, uh, Capococco included, in the last, honestly, for most of the season. You, you look at the season Vinny Trocek has had for the New York Rangers, and between him, Zabanjan Heedle, you just feel good about the Rangers' center depth right now, and just what a fiend on faceoff Trocheck has been. I believe, you know, I think he almost went perfect that game last night against Columbus. I think he lost only one or two draws on the night, but, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the Rangers were tired and they made a lot of mental mistakes. Both goals on it, or two of their three goals. I thought were dumb mental mistakes. You know, Perrin has the giveaway after just the Rangers put up on a, try to put on a passing clinic and he just tries to force a bad pass. It gets picked. He gets 
taken away and then they go down and sh- score on a shot from the off wing. I forget who it was. Was it Andrew Peak? Or no, that's it was that. Sorry, that's Columbus. I'm thinking. I forget who on St. Louis scored. I, um, but then in OT, uh, again, Keandre Miller skating up the ice. He overskates the puck. It seemed like the ice was kind of bad in that game. A lot of bouncing pucks and just getting stuck in place. He overskates the puck, and then Panarin comes back, but goes to the doesn't pick up the picks up the wrong man. Leaves instead of just kind of staying in the center to try to block it. Any passing, you know, Cap Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, goes down the other way and on a nice two-on-one as Panarin goes back but trails you know he tries to shout out the wrong trailer leaves Kapanen wide open and uh, St. Louis wins in overtime on a basically a two-on-one passing play but um, but you know again the Rangers are locked into third so it's kind of more about the habits and honestly that this time the year context is important because you you just know you're not going to see a lot of great efforts at times you obviously you saw a good effort against tampa because a they are a playoff team b they bounced the rangers from the playoffs last year uh and c the rangers had had some inconsistent efforts up to that point so their coach kind of called them out and they delivered with strong performances against the capitals and then the uh tampa Bay lightning but you knew they were gonna be tired and and obviously they made a lot of mental mistakes because they were kind of tired and gas but hey they got a point even though they don't really need it right now and uh then, yeah, they get right back to business against a admittedly uh, subpar bottom of the barrel Columbus team, but to you know still has some dangerous players if you're careless. Uh, but the Rangers were much less careless in that game. You know, they it's not like Columbus didn't have any good chances. They did, but I thought the Rangers did a much better job of even if they weren't go given a hundred ten percent, it was just it just outclassed them eventually just with their showing their abilities to just break them down with five foot passes and uh, just, yeah, some of the the plays are making their own zone. And again, you look at Columbus's defensive coverage in their own end was a bit of a fire drill, you know, definitely not what you want to see from uh, your team. So yeah, they're looking to hopefully win Connor Bedard and start getting building back towards what Johnny Goudreau hoped they would be signing with them in free agency. But you know, they also had some injuries, unfortunate injuries this year, but they have a lot of good young players. Kent Johnson's going to be a stud, and uh, yeah, they have a lot of good young players. So, uh, you know, a soft spot for them and with John Davidson there. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, like I said, now the New York Rangers are rolling into their final. Oh, and I should mention another shout out for Igor Shesterkin. 37 career wins on the season as of tonight or as of this recording. So uh, we'll see who starts and if he plays both of the next two games, he has a chance to, you know, attack onto that tally, but just his Igor has been insane the last, after getting kind of, I don't want to say called out, but you saw fans were just kind of saying about, Oh, Igor's not on it. Well, he's clearly saved it because he's just the way he's played the last month of the season going into the playoffs has been, rounding into form so you know he's been incredible so again any of the rangers recent losses i don't think are on him he's given them more than a chance to win and he's just been on his game just uh, the way he scrambles in front and the way he's able to be more aggressive when there's especially breakdowns in front of him if he gets a chance to knock a puck away with his uh, stick or you know just a quick poke check or just be aggressive and, and charge to the top of his crease to just take away all basically make himself big to give shooters no chance he does it and that's just confidence in his uh, his game getting back into form and which is a mental thing obviously so good on Igor um 
So yeah, the Rangers last uh, week of the regular season, they got two left. Uh, and w- honestly, their first game, you know, they're back at home against, uh, are they at home or are they on the road? Excuse me. No, yeah, they're, they're, they're done. They're done. Finally, they're done on the road this year. They have two home games uh, as I'm recording this Monday night Sabres revenge game. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and then they have Toronto on Thursday and we'll see if that's resting players if possible. We know what the Rangers cap situation, maybe not so much, but um, uh, yeah, the Sabres game will be interesting too. That's a Sabres team that is looking to prove something. I mean, they beat the Rangers in overtime. There was some chicanery in that game with uh, uh, the Jeff, Skin- Jeff Skinner and some of the Rangers players. So we'll see if this is the Rangers are just kind of, I don't know that I could see it going one of two ways. I could see that either them trying to take care of business this week, or I could see them just saying, you know what, we're just going to half-ass it, which kind of worries me because I honestly, I think more injuries happen when you're really not playing. If that makes any sense. I think when you're in the flow of the game, you're probably less likely to get hurt. I'm not saying going out there and start running into guys and then draw their ire. So they start coming after you, but you know, just playing in the flow of the game. I feel like when you're playing to try to not get, get hurt or like we re- everyone remembers Lindgren getting hurt in literally game 82 of the season last year you don't need that the rangers already rested patrick kane a few games he said he could have went but they gave him a few games and understandably so so just you know truba luckily was able to play in uh in saint uh in columbus so after falling on his head uh in the lightning game um and you know any uh did he play in st louis i don't even remember uh I, maybe he did, but whatever. Troop is back, so and he looks no worse the wear. Uh, so that's good. Um, that just kind of shows how closely I paid attention to these last two games and how little they ultimately matter for the Rangers. Um, but yeah, I mean, two tough games, honestly, in just on paper. But again, I do the outcome has no bearing on the Rangers in the postseason. Even if they play like crap in both of them, it doesn't really matter. It matters if if players get hurt. That of course matters, but I don't think if if you if you see a stinker from the Rangers, I wouldn't make any pronouncements about how they're going to come out in the first round against the Devils or technically potentially the Carolina Hurricanes if the Devils can somehow pass them in these last uh, two games. So we shall see. From T to Green. The best place to go to get in on all the action happening on the links is DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers will receive an odds boost to add plus 1,000 to any pre-tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer to win. So for example, if you are a new customer and you see a golfer to win the tournament at plus 1,000 odds, DraftKings will boost the golfer to plus 2,000 odds for your shot at a bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament starts to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to boost your odds during this weekend's tournament. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline M. A.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. You know, leading into this week's episode, I thought we would basically know which team, two teams, were going to finish in the wild card spots in the Eastern Conference, but it's come down to the wire, and it's basically... It's going to be who loses first. I mean, between the New York Islanders, the Florida Panthers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and potentially even the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, oh man, it's it's as of right now in the, the two wild card spots in the East. You have the Panthers in the first wild card spot. Uh, they played eighty games. They have ninety one points. Uh, they're 42, 31, and 7. New York Islanders, also in the second wildcard spot, also played 80 games, also have 91 points. They're 41, 30, and 9. So hence why Florida is ahead with more regulation wins. But right behind them with 80 games, only behind uh, and 90 points, only out of, out of it by one point is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, they're 40, 30, and 10. And then the Buffalo Sabres, who have only played 78 games, who have four games left, have 85 points. So and they're 39, 32, and 7. So uh, I know everyone likes doing math on podcasts, and I believe me, I am horrible with math, so bear with me here for a second. But uh, with two less games played than the field, if the Sabres were to win both their those two games to get back to the same amount of games played, that would basically put them at 89 points, which would only be one point back, two points back on both the Islanders and the Panthers, but you know, I mean, if they can, that basically they would have to go perfect the rest of the way. And it would also take the, they'd have to go perfect the rest of the way because basically what they have, uh, they have four games left. So they could feasibly finish the season with 93 points. Now it would take, uh, one team, or, or actually two, two of the teams between uh, the Panthers, the Islanders, and the Penguins to finish under that. So that would basically meaning the Penguin maybe the Penguins win only one of their next two games, basically eliminating them from contention for that. And it would basically take only one of, uh, ba- yeah, basically I think. Although if they, t- sorry, I know this is a great podcasting, but if they, let's say. Florida wins both their one of those teams wins both the remaining games. They take that wild card one. Well, let's say uh, the Islanders only win one of their remaining two games, puts them at ninety three points. Uh, however, I'm looking at the well, no, I guess would they have the would they have more regulation wins? The Islanders have had forty one. If hmm. And uh, the Sabres have 39. So, I mean, as long as they could finish with more technically with regulation wins over an Islanders team that has uh, 39. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, it looks like if they could have more regulation wins than the Islanders, then they could win out that final spot. But again, it's the, is the math on their side? No. But is it impossible? No, it's not. But man, uh, Matthew Kuchuk scoring that clutch goal with seconds left basically in the third i mean that's what calgary's missing and why probably you could maybe take a look at uh you know they 
they couldn't get it done last night. They basically, that was a must-win game for them against the Canucks. They lose in the shootout. They just couldn't get it done despite the chances, but good goaltending on both sides. Um, but yeah, they basically needed to win that, and they didn't. So you can almost kiss Calgary's playoff dreams goodbye. Um, it's not over, but uh, the Jets, who are in that final walkout spot, have one more point than them, but they also have a game in hand. So I don't. I haven't looked at the strength of either team's schedule. It's, there's a lot of teams who are not looking at the strength of their schedule. But uh, to get back to the East, yeah, I mean, it, we might be looking at it. it if perhaps there's a chance that Pittsburgh wins both their remaining games and one of those these teams in front of them only wins one. Um, although Pittsburgh has 90 points. So if they win one game, it puts them at 92. So yeah, it would take basically one of the teams in front of them to lose both of their games. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. If Pittsburgh wins their next two games, that puts them at 94 points. So yeah, it would basically, it would take, honestly, one of... They have to win both their games to get in, and they have to hope that one of the Panthers or the Islanders split. So, you know, let's just for fun, let's look at all three of those teams' records. Again, I'm sorry, forgive me, not the best podcasting. So, the Florida Panthers, two games remaining um, against the Maple Leafs and the Hurricanes. Tough games, but they're playing for their playoff lives, and you have to hope, honestly, playing two teams that are get trying to get into the playoffs that maybe they're not going to go all out. They don't want to get hurt. They, they have their spots locked up. They they're don't really care. Um, so, you know, they're going to play like gangbusters in both those games. So who knows? Um, the New York Islanders who uh, on the same night that Shesterkin got to shut out his buddy, Igor, uh, Excuse me, Jesus Christ! On the, on the night that Igor Shesterkin gets the uh, shutout against the Columbus Blue Jackets, his buddy Ilya Sorokin gets a shutout over the Lowly Flyers. So both teams getting it done. Both goalies, friends, getting it done against Lowly teams. The Islanders' remaining two games, the Capitals and the Canadians, two very winnable games for the New York Islanders. But who knows? Maybe both those teams. It's going to be the last hockey they play for a while. Maybe they're going to want to go with a bang. Uh, but if I'm the Islanders, the way they're playing, they can't afford to lose. But uh, the Islanders' last loss was to... Oh, they lost to the Hurricanes 2-1, and then they lost to the Lightning 5-0 before that. I forgot that. But other than that, they've been pretty good. Um, and then finally, for shits and gigs, the Pittsburgh Penguins' final remaining game, two uh, games of the season. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, they have the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets. So, honestly, if they can't win those two games, they're, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. That's just the long and short of it with how inconsistent they've been this year. Those are two easily beatable teams <laughs> gunning for Connor Bedard. If the Blackhawks cannot win the remaining two games, they deserve it. So, they need to win those two games. They need the two teams and one of the two teams in front of them to only win one of their games, and then they are in. Uh, so the schedule is on their side, but, uh, let's see. I mean, the way it's playing, I could feasibly see where every team wins their remaining games on the schedule and it just, it ends out. It ends now. It looks now, but it's just been fascinating to watch. I mean, it's, it's always fun when going down. This, usually I feel like there's not this close of a race, but I honestly, in the East and the West, you, you had pretty two race, good races down the stretch, especially the East, but like I had mentioned with uh, basically is it, you know, Calgary fighting to get in over a uh, 
Winnipeg Jets team that just had was looking great all most of the early in the season and then just had literally the the shittiest February and March um in, of inconsistent play but is now just trying to crawl back and make sure they can just hang on death grip to a playoff spot so uh but who knows maybe they've been saving it maybe if they get in and they go on absolute tear I mean they're going to play uh, most likely they're going to play the defending Stanley Cup champs in the um as long as everything holds although they are tied with Dallas technically although Colorado has a game in hand but it's tied with Dallas in overall points for in the west with 102 uh, of course the New York Rangers at 106 points third in their own division would would basically have one out uh, well that right now they're they're one behind oh excuse me I'm sorry the um, what am I looking at? Sorry. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are, are top of the, the West with 107. And I, I didn't even look at the Pacific tab. That's on me. You know, and I, oh, and even uh, in that number two spot. So, yes, the Golden Knights would play them. And then Seattle would play, uh, I believe Seattle would play the Colorado Avalanche, which, which would be a hell of a matchup, honestly, a lot of fun. Um, but uh, like I said, Good races in the East and the West. Uh, it's been fascinating to watch. It's been fun. It's been nice to watch as a fan whose team is basically just locked in pretty much and does, and team is clinched, doesn't have to really worry about it. Um, that's the nice thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, so you just have to hope, obviously, if you're the Rangers, you stay healthy. You look at all the injuries the Tampa Bay Lightning have had in the last few games, you know, horrible um, Tanner Janot, after paying all that money or and draft capital to get him, uh, it, you know, for him to hurt his leg like that, I, I don't know if you see it, but I would say not safe for work. It's just it's pretty gross. But we saw that Anthony Sorelli, I believe he left in the Ranger game, so they have a couple injuries right now, and they're going to have their work basically cut out for them in a first round matchup with the Toronto Maple Leafs if they are outmanned and outgunned like they currently look like they are right now but Toronto trying to get healthy as well though they did just get Ryan O'Reilly back so and Tampa has the mental edge apparently over the Toronto Maple Leafs but we'll see I mean everything's kind of set up for Toronto to finally get out of the first round but if they can't do it if, if they do end up playing an undermanned uh Tampa Bay Lightning even if it just comes down to Vasilevsky stealing it then then there's no excuse. You got to just blow it up in Toronto. I don't know what else you would do, but uh, yeah. Is there is there anything else? Um, I don't really think so. I mean, oh, you know what? I as I did mention, I did want to quickly mention uh, or at least talk about Bo Horvat's comments after the Islanders win the other day against the in uh, their shutout of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Bo Horvat. When interviewed after the game by Shannon Hogan about the playoff-like atmosphere for the Islanders down the stretch, he basically said, when asked about it, like, can you describe it? And he said, yeah, a lot better than Van... You know, he said, the great... Yeah, the fans are great. A lot better than Vancouver, I'll tell you that for free. Or he said the, the vibe has been excellent. I don't know if he said fans specifically, but it, it basically seemed like a veiled shot at the either the fans or that team or the atmosphere. It was basically just a shot of Vancouver as a whole which seemed very out, I don't want to say out of character, but it was. It just seemed pretty unnecessary. It's like, you're out of that situation. Unless it was a lot more, well, I mean, there's always been rumors about how toxic it was in that locker room. So maybe it's just, it was such a bad place and it's just such a better vibe there for him that he's just, 
he just felt like venting or he's, he's now realizing it didn't have to be that way. And he's taking out his frustrations in that post game presser, but it was just very strange. It just definitely felt like he was dropping, uh, harsh. Cause again, you know, he, the fan, he was captain of that team and the fans had a lot of love for him. You haven't seen John Tavares, even though he is now literally the most hated man in the tri-state area by Islanders fans, uh, say that about the Islanders fans. So, not that I'm sticking up for Islander fans, mind you, uh, but you know it just seemed very strange and out of character for him to say that. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm sh- I'm sh- sure he's going to be interviewed about those comments and will maybe clarify what he meant. Maybe it's like, oh, he's just talking about the atmosphere, just because you know it was a lot of disappointment with us not making the playoffs. But I mean, the way he said, "I'll tell you that for free," it sounded like he was getting something off of his chest. So. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, we'll definitely definitely keep uh, those comments monitored and see if he follows up and explains himself and gives further illumination. Well, that's going to do it for this one. Again, the New York Rangers. Uh, you're listening to this on Monday when it comes out. They have a tilt tonight with the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, you have to wonder, do the Rangers want to get a little revenge? Do they even care? I'm going to lean they don't, but uh, who knows? They just, uh, as according to Gerard Gallant, this is about just continuing to develop their habits for the playoffs. For the love of God, stay healthy. You got two games left. You don't need many more injuries as of right now. I'm knocking on wood. Just, you know, it is what it is. You're going to have rest time, but you just don't do something stupid. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, if I'm the Rangers, that's pretty much the name of the game. So please just stay healthy. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.